Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. It's a Garcia Diaries! Welcome to the Garcia Diaries Unfiltered. I'm your host, Bethany Garcia. You might know me as the Garcia Diaries on Instagram. What's up, guys? I'm your co-host, Anthony Garcia. Every week, we deep dive real life, marriage, parenthood, sex, pop culture, and anything else in between. Let's get started. Welcome back. We are back after a rough week that we decided to take off because there was no way that we were going to get our crap together to get an episode because we were in the hospital. Right. Alice was sick with RSV, pneumonia, a whole lot of respiratory issues. So She checked many boxes. We unfortunately could not record an episode last week, but we're back. Alice is great. Yeah, uh, she's doing so much better these past few days. Right. It's amazing. All the kids are back to 100. So hopefully, yeah, we just stay healthy and sickness free. Yes, that is the goal. It was so weird because she was she was fine and then she wasn't and then she was fine and then she was, wasn't. And then all of a sudden it was just like a shit show and she did have to be admitted for a few nights to the hospital. And that was extremely exhausting and overwhelming but we made it through so thank the lord we definitely have some experience with rsv in our family because bronx has she got it in 2020 and 2019 and she even though she's only had it twice she's been hospitalized four times for it because they would release her from the hospital and then she would end up needing to be admitted again so yeah, we definitely have experience unfortunately with hospitals in general due yeah. to surgery yeah. so fuck man the most expensive room you can pay for and it's oh my God. definitely not worth it i mean yeah. health is definitely worth it but yeah. as far as the room itself and sleeping on a couch and yeah it's not fun but all right guys this is the <laughs> last time you're gonna hear us talk about this yes the last time we're gonna promote it because by the time you hear this our show will be in two days so our live show in phoenix at crescent ballroom you can get tickets by clicking the link in my show notes or my bio they are 25 dollars in advance they're i think 30 at the door but hopefully we sell out before then and we're so excited to just bring you guys a live podcast show that is way more interactive than what this show is when you're listening on your phone or in the car so yeah going to be right we're going to try to so get fun. the audience involved a lot there's going to be shots and interacting it's gonna be fun there's lots um, of prizes we have merch to give out to you guys for free for all of our vip people we have t-shirts we're throwing vibrators into the audience it's gonna be a great night so that is sunday night november 6 at 8 p.m doors open at 7 and yeah if you're nearby so excited come hang with us yes. it's gonna be a good night Yes. It's kind of fitting. It's like our last hurrah because then, yes. what, four days later, titty time. <laughs> and then you go MIA for six weeks. Yes. That's, oh, if I, I honestly, <laughs> if I would have known the commitment from 
me as someone who's not having surgery, I might have. You're kind of pushed. a liar because you knew that from day one before I even booked the surgery. Wait, I knew that I wasn't gonna be able to have sex for six weeks. Oh, not the sex part, but yeah, everything else. I mean, take I take care of you every day. I take care of five kids every day. That's that's easy. I mean, it's gonna be a little bit more from you, but I'm like, damn, six weeks. I haven't gotten six weeks since I was like 15 years old. Hey, we've had five kids. <laughs> Have we not gone six weeks during No, never. It makes me so queasy to think about like, I don't know, just being in pain and knowing that I'm going to be, I can't even say cut open. Like I just, I really, really can't. So I'm very nervous about that. I've been having stress dreams every single night about the surgery, about the live show, about my launch today. Today I launched my line, my Christmas pajamas and blankets. And yeah, so it's been, it's like 10 days of high stress for me from today, November 1st to November 10th. And every single day I'll be, oh, I threw up twice this morning, by the way, before I went to my launch party, literally just from nerves. So I'm kind of excited though, because like if I, if, if I wake up and I just want to be a dick one day, like after recovery, I could just be like, yo, you wanted this. Like we've, we've had a lot of medical things happen where it's like, all right, babe, like you're, kinda, you're excited you're, to be a dick. <laughs> no. I have like a card to use, right? Like if you just get on my nerves one day or if you're just being really difficult, I could be like, look, everyone, you wanted everyone this shit. Everyone look, you everyone wanted this rewind shit. to what Anthony just said and listen to it again so you guys know what I have to deal with in therapy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Next. No, but seriously, today I launched my pajama line, which was so exciting. And we did really, really well with cells. I have to talk about the the DM I received yesterday that I, you guys know this about me probably by now by listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram. But I tell Anthony all the time, I'm not cut out for this world, like emotionally, because I could have 500 people being so nice. That's a lot of people. If 500 people were standing in our backyard right now, that is so many bodies and just humans. Like it's it's so many people. And every single one of them could be saying the nicest things to be being so sweet, so kind. And one person out of all of them says something mean. And it doesn't matter what the 500 people said, like I'm destroyed. And I tell Anthony all the time because of that, I don't think. Also, I don't think my stomach was made to be an influencer because it's just, you know, throwing up because I'm nervous, going diarrhea because I'm nervous. Anyways, yesterday I got a message and I had quite a few people upset about the price of our extra large blankets. They were $95 and I didn't love that price. But when it was explained to me by the woman that owns the brand that I was doing this line with, she said that the cost of the materials, it's it's very pause, expensive. Pause, 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 pause. What? Hold on. You're doing a little too much explaining. Right. So, guys, here's what happened. Bethany got a DM. The blanket's $95, right? My initial reaction, I'm like, damn, that's an expensive-ass blanket. Just in my head. She got a message saying, as someone, I, I, I don't remember the exact words, but you're, you're trying to as beat around someone, the bush. But, as someone that has been on food stamps, I, I just th- thought your line would be a little bit more affordable. Right. So, I guess not. When you got that message, I wasn't home. I was at a son's game. And... I, you know, I'm, I'm out with some friends. I come home and you just kind of have this like look about you. And I'm like, what's going on? And you're like, babe, like people are being mean. And I'm like, what happened? You and tell that me was this. like the meanest DM. But there are a lot of people that message like, wow, that's like, or what the fuck? Why the fuck is that blanket so expensive? Right. Like, so, like that. so you tell me the message. And my, my immediate response was if that if that's expensive, then don't buy it. 
Yeah. Right? Like, and that's one part to it. And second part, I'm like, bro, how, like, we we share our lives and we we talk about our past because we're proud of where we've come from, but also to inspire. Maybe you're in that situation. Maybe you're like me. You come from nothing. You've never had anything. You've never seen anything. Hopefully we can inspire or ignite something in you that pushes you to, you know, maybe, yeah. and, and not to say like, oh, you have to live how we, no, not at all. But just, just to know that there's, there's more out there. Like for me, like I think of my siblings from my biological dad's side who had never been to Texas Roadhouse, which is a steakhouse in Arizona. Right, I think me. It's all over the country, but or, yeah. it's it's in there. I don't, I don't fucking know. <laughs> but Texas Roadhouse is like a steakhouse here. I took them to Texas Roadhouse one time. They had never been there, right? So a restaurant that's so common to me that is on the low end as far as quality of steaks, maybe to them is different. So for us, we kind of just share things in hopes to inspire. And hey, maybe you can learn something from us that's gonna. It's not even that we're like, oh, maybe you'll learn something from. No, me. no, it's but like, like it's literally like when I was in those situations back when we were first married and pregnant so young and so broke that we couldn't afford food and diapers maybe someone that's in that situation now by sharing it they can feel like they're not alone right. and that things can get better there weren't people for us yes. to turn to because yes. not a lot of people in in that current time in our lives were going through that with us so yeah. that's right it's like bro how like you're gonna use something that we shared against us also and, i hate the saying like lived off food stamps like we utilized a government like system that is in place to help people like that's not living off of something also it really didn't even buy all the groceries that we needed it to buy right like, but that's didn't just get a lot that's just a know? chapter in our lives yeah all right and so i'm like babe if you think back to that time of our lives if a blanket popped up that cost 95 dollars, you know what we'd have done kept scrolling kept scrolling yeah. we would not have even we couldn't afford it right so even like the pajamas it's a luxury item. If your kid really needs pajamas, if someone in your family really needs pajamas and you don't have a lot of money, well, guess what? Maybe you shouldn't buy the Garcia Diaries pajamas. Maybe you should go to Target. Well, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, so for me, we look at it at two different things. You're spiraling. And I'm like, if you can't afford it, I mean, if you don't buy Bethany's pajamas, we're, we're not going to think anything, right? Like, yeah. And also, even with us, like with our live show, I haven't invited one person because the way I look at things is if you want to come and support, come and support. I, yeah. I'm not going to sit here and beg. I don't care if you're my mother, my brother, my best friend. I don't care. If you want to support us, cool. If you don't, if you can't, that's also cool as well. Like, I'm not going to, we're not going to hold anything against you. So that was kind of just like the start of your spiral as into what is to come yeah. for you. The launch, the But also the when I was show. talking about it to... Chantel, who who owns Forever French, which is who I did the line with, when she was explaining to me how expensive it is to make the blankets and how at that price we're not profiting a ton, but we want I really was wanting it to be under a hundred dollars. And then she was like, here's blankets that are made from the same material at Nordstrom and they cost $250. And I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, well then this is kind of like a steal if for people that have that that kind of budget you know what i mean but even like i'll post tommy john pajamas like do an ad for them and i'll get dms like these are so expensive like how could you post something like this and then i and i'm like wait are they expensive and i'm like looking at the price and i'm like oh it's so it's so interesting to me because yes 10 years ago these would have been so expensive to me but now they're like affordable to me and it just goes to show that so many people have different budgets for what is considered affordable to them and I think that judging someone 
for posting something that's not affordable to you in your current state. It's like it's like making it about you almost. Right. And like, I don't know. It's just so it's so interesting to me. But also, yeah, I was fucking spiraling yesterday. I, I, was, I felt so bad. I literally was like begging Chantel to lower the price. And she's like, no, like I'm not doing and, that. And, but also at we the won't end of profit at the end of the day, it's a business decision. Yeah. Everyone's got to eat. The the clothing shop owners got to eat. We've got to eat. And like I said, if it's something you can't afford, I highly advise you don't buy it. Yeah. Like don't buy something that's like if you have to rob Peter to pay Paul, don't do it. Like yeah. until you get to a place that you can do it, which everyone I believe has. The, if if we bust our balls or asses, whatever you want to say enough, you can get there. Like there's so many opportunities out yeah. here. Also, there's people that probably could afford it that just would never spend that much money in a blanket. And that's okay. Right. too. Babe, yeah. How often do we have conversations, you and I, where I'm like, damn, you really like spent that much money on that? Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Eat, like you wouldn't have done that. Right. Yeah. Right. But I don't know. I think that that's kind of a little upsetting. That's like, come on, guys, like don't use. Yeah, I think that's why it triggered me so much. It was it wasn't even the messages that are like, what the fuck? Why is it ninety five dollars? It was like the messages that were like. You were on food stamps. Like, how dare you have a blanket that's ninety five dollars? Right. Like, exactly. Damn. Okay. But launch day went went great. Yeah, it went great. That that that. Okay, and then the other thing too was like that girl responded when I was like, yeah, like I I was on food stamps, but we have to profit. Like, it's expensive to make this blanket. Blah blah blah. She's like, I just think that the blanket would sell way better if it was seventy dollars, <laughs> and I just don't think it's gonna sell well, guys. It sold out within a few hours. That, that was like the did. first thing yeah, to sell. Yeah, it was the first. But thing also, to sell like, out. food stamps to us, it's we're we're proud of that. Yeah, like like for us, we don't look at it as like, oh, we, oh I'm so sad we were on food stamps. No, at a young age, I knew. I told myself, look. I'm not going to wait till the first or the fourth of the month in order to know that I'm, we're going to eat good for the next week or two. So I was right. I'm a, I'm a government assistance baby, food stamps, all of that. I was raised on that. And then when we started our family, because we started so young, we needed to take advantage of the things that are, were offered to us and we use it. But it's just part of our chapter. We're proud that we weren't too prideful to not use yeah. those. Right. Imagine not being able to buy formula for Brooklyn because we couldn't afford that special formula that she needed. We needed WIC for that. Yeah. Well, what's interesting too is when I when we walked into the DES office for the first time, that's where you go to like apply for food stamps. Because I didn't come from a family that used any of those programs, I didn't know that there was so much shame behind it for so many people and that it was like something that was almost like a, a lot of people consider it like a bad thing. And so when I went in there, I was just so excited to have a program to help support our family. And then as I was on it, I started understanding more why there's like shame to it and why it's such a taboo thing. And that's why I want to share about it now, like that we were on it, because I don't think anyone that's on it should feel shame for utilizing a government program that's there to help, especially WIC. Yeah, I mean, we had to pay $45 a can for Brooklyn's special formula that she had. It was like a prescription formula. And we would not have been able to afford that without WIC. Exactly. So anyways, yeah. But yeah, congrats to spiel. you. <laughs> Bethany last night, just tossing and turning, tossing and turning. Yeah. And she had the audacity when we woke up. She, I was like, damn it, babe, I'm tired as fuck. And she was like, yeah, you kept me up all night. And I was like, I'm I kept you up all night? Are you kidding me? You kept me up. But... We made it through. I'm proud of you. You know, I'm I'm privy to a lot of behind the scenes things. I I hear your conversations. You throw ideas off me. You we brainstorm together. So I put an Instagram post up, and I was like, I'll never get tired of seeing your dreams or visions come true because 
it just amazes me. You know, you start with a blank canvas mm -hmm. and the way your brain works and how you do things. It's inspiring. So proud of you. And fuck it. Like I said, I'll never get tired of it because there were so many hiccups in this line. There were hiccups on other things you do. And then when you finally see it all come together, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. So. Let's take a quick break to talk about one of my favorite apps, which is Chime. What is the first thing you do when you wake up? Is it check up on your credit score? Probably not. That's not what I do. But at Chime, that's exactly what they do. With their secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card, you can start to build credit with your own money. Chime reports your payments to credit bureaus to help you build your credit over time. And their members see an increase of 30 points on average. That is absolutely amazing, you guys, especially if you're like me and you're looking to build your credit and you're looking to pull yourself out of whatever mistakes you have made in the past. This is absolutely amazing. All of this with no annual fees, large security deposits, or credit checks to apply. You can start your credit journey with Chime. Sign up only takes two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score at all. Get started at Chime.com slash Garcia. That is Chime.com slash Garcia. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Stride Bank NA pursuant to a license from Visa USA Chime Checking Account a $200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply for the secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card. Regular on-time payment history can have a positive impact on your credit score. Impact to score may vary and some users' scores may not improve. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply except at MoneyPass ATMs in a 7-Eleven or any AllPoint or Visa Plus Alliance ATM. Let's jump back into the convo. I'm Arielle Laurie, host of the Blonde Files podcast, where every Wednesday I cover all things wellness. After nearly dying from drugs and alcohol six years ago, I've been on a mission to live my best, most fulfilled life, and I'm sharing everything with you. From how to achieve optimal health, well-being, and fulfillment, to the best beauty tips and even cosmetic procedures, I cover it all with raw, candid conversations with experts and inspirational guests make sure to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. But let's get into some uh, tea. Let's talk about the TikTok video. <laughs> let's talk about the TikTok video. So stupid me. First of all, like I've never done well on TikTok. I, I, think, I think I've said this before, but I think of it like my spam account. And if you don't know what that is, it's like I just post whatever I want. It's not curated. There's no aesthetic. I'm not thinking... Because when I post on Instagram, I'm thinking, what is my mother-in-law going to think when she sees this? Or what are my followers going to think? Are people going to judge me? Am I going to get canceled for this? I'm going to like even little stuff. Like it's just scary sometimes to be putting your like thoughts and your feelings and your beliefs out there. Um, on TikTok, I don't give a shit. I'll literally post whatever comes to my mind. And sometimes I don't think that through all the way because I'm. it's not like I'm private. So any video can just get picked up and take off. So I had my first viral video a few weeks ago. It was the kids slipping and I got a lot of hate on it about what a horrible mom I am, whatever. Didn't bother me so much except for the comments about Bronx that were saying that she's so annoying and all those comments, whatever. Then I have my second. So I'm like, oh, I had a, a viral TikTok video. Like um, that's that was my one viral TikTok for the year. Okay, guys. So Beth, <laughs> Beth I'm, I'm going I'm to give him an insight into you. Bethany's like been like, babe, I don't know. Like TikTok just doesn't work for me. Like. I try so hard at some of these videos and they just flop. Yeah. And so when Bethany had that, I think it has what, like 8 million views yeah. now. 
No, it has 9 million nine, and I tried zero on it. Right, like, 9 million views. And so when it was done, I was like, all right, babe, you had your first yeah. breakthrough viral moment. Like, how does it feel? And she was like, honestly, it, it doesn't feel as great as I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah, I feel. I was like, this feels like shit. I never want to go viral again. And what's funny about that is a lot of the comments on that one, it's, it's pinned on my TikTok page if you haven't seen it. But people were like, you're not even in the moment with your kids, blah, blah, blah. Like you're filming. And I'm like, it's so funny because that was a video I sent to Anthony. And then later on, I was like, oh, that would be a funny video. Later, so I like later on it later. when the gummy kicked in <laughs> and you really get to your creative mode, you were like, let me post that on TikTok. Yeah. Let's, let's keep it real. So same <laughs> for this video that went TikTok a few days ago or th- that went TikTok that went viral a few days ago. I was sitting at the nail salon and I saw this trend of like a Taylor Swift song and it's supposed to like be revealing your like crazy moments and like how you got your husband to stay or whatever. So I'm sitting there and I literally just like filmed a video, took five seconds, wrote it, posted it, didn't think anything of it, closed the app for the day, didn't look until later that night when I got into bed and I was like, let me scroll my feed a little bit. And I'm like, what are all these notifications on my app? And so I look and the video had like 100K views. And I was like, what the hell? What is going on? Because like usually my videos get like 2000 view stops. And anyways, I'm going to read you the caption to this video. Well, first of all, what did the video say? The Taylor Swift song, it's from her new album. It's a song called Mastermind. So and the song basically goes like, what if I told you that nothing was coincidental and I don't know what even the words are. Like the night I saw you and nothing was going to stop me. So it's like, it's not like we just caught eyes in the hallway. It's like I knew I was going to have you and I was going to do anything it took to have you. So here's what's funny about that TikTok is I, I saw it like the moment you posted it. Yeah. But there's a lot of words on the screen. <laughs> so I was like, fuck this shit. I'm not reading this. I just kept scrolling. So what did the words on the screen say? It said... When he broke up with me right after high school graduation and six nights later, I found out from his friend he was playing basketball at the gym. So I waited for him outside and asked if we could talk by my car, then got naked. Then we had sex and now we've been married for 10 years. Right. And so, I just left it no caption. I'm reading this and I'm like, I mean, I lived it, but I'm, I'm trying to think it from a perspective of someone reading it. I'm just like, this lady's wild. And then the comments, the Bethany comments starts were reading so me funny to me. And like. People, Way funnier than the other video. People were like, there's no way this is real. Like, this is fake cap. Like, I'll take things that never happened for $500. So, guys, we're going to share the story of how this unfolded and how Bethany won me back and why we're here today. I literally think it's so funny. The person that was like, I'll take things that never happened. I responded to them and I was like, the funny part is I made this story more PG for TikTok. It's actually so much worse. Right. So much worse. So let's take it back to your high school graduate 2012. Did you graduate yeah, in 2012? Yeah, I graduated. Oh my God, that was 10 years so ago. 2012. Yeah. Bethany's graduating high school. I'm a sophomore going into my junior year. Bethany graduates. He's 16. I'm 17. So this is something that I've been plotting for a while because in my head, I've said this before. I'm like, Bethany's going to college. Yeah, I was going to play softball. And and you guys kind of know my history. No phone, no social media. I saw Bethany at school and that was it. We didn't hang out on the weekends. We didn't, none of that. So I'm like, why, why am I going to be with this girl when I only see her at school and now she's going to move 45 minutes away for college? Like it's, yeah. it's not going to work out. Like I just, I was trying to figure out a way to break up with you. So you graduate, you have a graduation party at your house. Mm-hmm. There's this other guy. Is he was he older than you or the same age? He was older than me. Yeah. So there's this other guy. He's he had graduated the year before. 
he's always had a crush on you. Like I yeah. know, always, like always in love. Since I was like a sophomore. Bro didn't like me because my freshman year, he was a senior in the starting point guard and I took his spot my freshman year. So we already had a little animosity. He was upset. And this we got beat in the playoffs that year. Yeah. And he but, got pulled. So we went to such a small school. There was like 25 people in my graduating class. And it really was like your classmates become your friends, become your family. And like oh, so many people, like for, for example, this guy, he was best friends with like so many people in our class because you just you it didn't matter if they were younger older whatever because there was no there was no one else but like there was only a small pool of people to choose from to you, be friends you with. know those memes and those funny videos when it's like oh when the old varsity football quarterback comes back to campus and yes that, like it's like but it was like the whole class is right like, that. like we would the, the graduating class 10 to 15 of those kids came back on the first day of school just to hang out. Like, just to literally hang out. Right. It was the weirdest. So, Anthony and I did not do that well, we <laughs> once had, we graduated. We had family and the I kids. Know. But anyway, so this guy, I already, like, I already feel some type of way about him because I know he likes my girl. I know he doesn't like me, but whatever. Wait, are we talking about? Yes. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So Bethany's graduation party. Remember, I'm trying to figure out a way to break it with Bethany yeah. because I know this isn't going to work. At the party, we're there hanging out and he tells me, that he overheard a conversation between Bethany and another girl. And the girl was like, oh, but you have a boyfriend. And Bethany was like, that's not what happened. What happened? He took my phone oh, and right, figured right. out the password. Right. He took your phone and went through your messages. And While so at my party, at my house, at my party, he took my phone, figured out my password. So anyways. So he saw <laughs> your phone and in the message, someone was like, I was texting another guy. Okay, another guy. Yes, you have the details all twisted up. I was texting another guy and he asked me to go Red to flag. prom. He asked me to go to prom and I said, I can't go. I don't think I should because I have a boyfriend. But it was very confusing because Anthony was not allowed to go to any dances at all. Right. He wasn't allowed to see me after school. So right. I was like, I it's my senior year. I want to go to prom with a date. Like I wasn't thinking like, oh, this is going to hurt Anthony's feelings. I was thinking like, oh, I want to have the memory of being able to do that. And so I was like, maybe let me think about it. And then I ultimately decided, no, like I'm not going to do it. And he, but I had made a comment in there. Like, it doesn't even feel like I have right. a, boyfriend, she, a boyfriend. It was like, do I have a boyfriend? Like, And this guy was like my longtime friend, like years and years and years. We had been really close friends, but there had also been some sticky situations where we kind of liked each other but it never we never dated right but, so and never when i was with anthony obviously but so he finds this information and tells me so i'm like yeah this fucking idiot douche which is fine he goes through my phone goes to that text thread finds it and then goes and tells anthony right. at my party right so this is mid party i get this information and i'm like all right there's my get out of jail free card yeah and then i don't say anything with the party hands we have sex. We didn't wait, say anything stop, during the sex. Stop, stop, stop. Hold on. We're, we're, I'm saying goodbye. And in my head, I know this is our last goodbye. Yeah. This is it. Because I'm not going to see you again. We have sex standing up against the car. Which, <laughs> like, I'm thinking about it today. I'm like, how the fuck did we pull that off? Because the really? way that I'm built now, standing up is not is a no-go. But anyways, we, we smash. I send you off. I go home. I have an AAU tournament, basketball tournament that weekend in Los Angeles. I don't have a phone, right? So I, one of my teammates' phone, I, I'm like, hey, bro, can I use your phone? Whatever. So I'm texting Bethany, but I'm acting as if, I think I said I was my, I was my cousin. Yeah. And I was like, yo, like Anthony's really pissed off. He doesn't want to be with you anymore. <laughs> like it's over. And then I, I said, 
it's me texting you, but yeah. you think you're texting my cousin. Yeah, literally. And I broke up. I, I was like, it's over. It's he done. broke up with me through his cousin through text. Right. So that that's what makes you seem even more dumb in this story, babe. Shit. I didn't even give you an in-person breakup. So I'm in California having the time of my life playing basketball. I get back in the town. Now, um, how many girls did you kiss while none, we were broken I was, up? I was dedicated to the game. What are you talking about? <laughs> Because once I broke up with you, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to NBA now. I got her out of there. Oh, my God. <laughs> but so let's let's pause for a second. So every year since sixth grade, I've got my yearbook signed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm a flirt. I, 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 you know, always had a, a thing for the ladies. So girls would always write like nasty things in my yearbook. Right. So every year I have to I, I, I get the girls to sign specific pages that I can rip out because my mom would always be like, let me see your yearbook. Yeah. So ever since sixth grade, I've been doing this. I got two pages for the ladies and then I rip them out. Well, you had wrote some long love letter in the yearbook. I ripped it out and I put my yearbook inside, but I folded the paper and I put it under the car in the seat because I'm like, yeah. when I get back to California, I'll take it. Somehow my mom had found the note. So my mom reads a note and you're like, oh, I love you, whatever, saying all this stuff. My mom doesn't know we're dating at this point. So I get home from California and I'm grounded. Like my parents are like, you're, you're switching schools. And I'm like, bro, she's leaving the school. Why do yeah. I have to switch schools? Like, yeah. I'm in trouble. Some, and then, so what's going on with you at this point? So I'm grounded at this point when I get back. So it was six days total between the cousin text message and the when we got back together and this whole time every single day i was crying and hyperventilating i was i remember being in my dad's office just like on the floor bawling my eyes out and my dad's like i have to work you need to go and i was supposed to be going to like orientation at my college in glendale and i was supposed to be doing all these things and i literally i did it but i was like i i had to be forced by my parents pretty much like i just wanted to be at home depressed i remember my dad like took us to a to, to a museum to try to like me and my siblings to try to like distract <laughs> me and he's like you can bring a friend so me and I, t- I brought Gabby and then I was like having sleepovers every night with my friends because I needed like distraction I was just like so you I've never felt heartbreak like that yeah and I was good I was like I mean I'm grounded but I, I convinced my parents that we weren't really a thing I was just like leading you on like I had this I was a great liar I'm a great liar I just don't need to lie anymore but I was a great liar back then. Like church kids are the best liars. For no real. Cap. But I, I was like, yeah, I was just leading her on. It was just like a, a, a thing. But she's in college now. So don't worry about it. Yeah. Summer basketball starts. My parents are like, you're but not. But also every single day I was texting your best friend, Isaac. Okay, okay. And I was like, please tell him I love him so much. Please tell him that. I was like, and he was like, well, the reason that he broke up with you was because he fa- he found out about these text messages, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, this is so fucking stupid. Like that guy that I was texting, he's literally dating my friend who also couldn't go to prom. So we were just going to go together as friends. Like it's the stupidest thing. And like I literally told him like and I had my friend that was dating that guy literally reach out to him and be like yeah like i'm dating him like what you know what i mean like i had everyone working overtime for me but you're so you're texting isaac yeah i isaac can't get a hold of me because i'm grounded yeah so summer basketball comes up now we're coming we had just won the state championship it's my junior year like i'm like bro i need i need to be in the gym because i'm trying to play college ball i need tape and my mom was like no like you're grounded the whole summer you're not playing and my stepdad, bro, always came in clutch for me. Was like, all right, you could play. 
you could play, but like it was it was a Wednesday night. We had church Wednesday night. So I I had finally gotten a hold of Isaac and I was like, bro, if you if you come to church, my parents will let me play basketball. Yeah. Bro's Catholic, like like straight Catholic, Jesus all over his house, like rosary. <laughs> and I was like, bro, you gotta do that. Like, I had I have always had really good friends. I was like, bro, just come to my church with me. My parents will let me go play summer league. Yeah. He was like, all right, like I'll come to church with you, I guess. And he relayed that message to you. And then, so I'm in the gym, hooping, summer league, in walks you. And I'm like, yeah. fucking A, what is going on here? <laughs> Why is she here? She's supposed to be in college. <laughs> it's summer, bitch. <laughs> so, you know, I'm doing my thing out there. I think it was like a double header that night. I'm supposed to leave from the gym and go right to church. If yeah. I don't go to church, I'm dead. So after, after Isaac's my ride, he's driving me to church. The game gets over. I'm like, all right, bro, we got to go. And he's like, no, I think we should talk to Bethany. I'm like, I don't want to fucking talk to Bethany, bro. Like, it's it's done. Like, I already hit. Like, I, I got what I needed. <laughs> You're a dick. And he's like, all right, let's just, just talk to her, bro. I started talking to you. And of course, I'm, I'm, it's nothing's changed. I'm stubborn. I'm petty. I'm like, yo, like, if you don't want to have a boyfriend, like, I gave you what you wanted. Like, whatever. Then the boobs come out. Bam. We're just standing up. I'm like, what? what is, what's going on here? I just got naked just, in the parking lot. You just, lot. like, start undressing in the parking <laughs> lot. And I'm like, like, I have to go to church right now, Bethany. Like, I really have to go to church. And you're, I don't even remember what you're saying because all I saw was nudity. And you end up taking your clothes off. And you're like, oh, just come me. And I'm like, I'm what 14 years old 15? you were 16 I was, I was 16 then? and i was 17 oh damn 14 sounds 14 sounded better in my no, head no that's when we started so i'm like all right i'm not gonna pass this up you know maybe one last goodbye we ended up having sex in the front seat door open i'm like hey isaac go away in the car for me bro he goes away to in the car i miss church <laughs> And oh I'll, my god, you missed church. Right, I missed church. We got to church right as church was ending. And I was oh, like, no. yo, the game went to overtime, double yeah. overtime. Like I'm I, dead. I, and I got into more trouble that summer. Like I I didn't I don't think I played another game that summer. But we got back together that night. We got back together that night. Yeah, you were in love with me. Oh, for <laughs> sure. Love and lust. Oh my so, gosh. That's the story of how Bethy and I came back together and the rest After is history. After six days of being broken up. I'm even just, though I don't even know if any of that counts as like dating. No, just we, we hadn't even gone on a date at that point. Yeah. That's why I couldn't understand why you were so distraught over me. Yeah. Because I'm like, we're not even really, we're just like a school thing. Because I knew, because I knew what I wanted. Like Taylor Swift said. Thinking back at that story, I'm just trying to figure out like when you kicked me out of the house earlier this year, where was that kind of energy? How come you weren't distraught over that? No, I was sick of your shit. <laughs> I was over it. <laughs> so what did you say for yourself about that? I have no regrets. Right. None. It just scares me because we have five kids. Yeah. Yeah. I'm terrified for them to get older. And I believe it. But in I also hope that like, I feel like a lot of our mommy and daddy issues are why we acted the way we did. So hopefully not our kids having, obviously they're going to have issues. Everyone does, but like having different issues. Let's just that, say maybe. this. Let's just say this. I blame your parents. because my, Oh, my parents. Okay. Because listen, if any of my kids comes home and they're like, oh, I have a boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. Like, all right, cool. Like, I want to meet this guy. Like, how come he never my hangs out with you? My parents said that all the time. I, I never. All the time. I never was around. I never did it. Like, 
Hannah had boyfriends. They would go over. You would try to invite me. And I'm like, oh no, I have practice. Or I have, you no, did I have come church. over like twice. Right, twice in eight months that we dated. Yeah. I'm putting myself in your dad's shoes. I'm cutting that shit off. Like you're not dating. He this tried multiple times. He told me I wasn't allowed to date you anymore. And I was like, I have straight A's. I'm the freaking captain of the softball team. I have a, sco- a softball scholarship. You can't tell me that I can't date someone. You try me. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like one time, my dad was like, literally sat my dad. He was like. I know you're struggling with your grades right now. So I think you and Anthony should take a break. And I literally got my laptop out and I pulled up my grades and it was straight A's. And I was like, no. And then I literally walked upstairs. <laughs> Anyways. Hey, so I had something. I offered something good. And it wasn't my time. It was penis and math homework. So did you help me with your math homework? No, you were two years older than me. We didn't I even know. take the same math. Two grades older, not two years older. Two school years older. Yeah. But yeah, that's how I was always the youngest person in my class by like a year. It, that story just that describes Bethany perfectly. And I always say this when Bethany has her sight set on something. No is not. No, yeah, you literally not, can't tell me. No, you can't tell me. No, 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 a purse, a freaking business venture. Like when Bethany sets her mind on something, she gets it. And that's why that's one of the things I love about you, because I'm not that I'm just like, all right, like fuck it I'll, I'll just take what i can get and yeah. no you are like look even if they tell you no even if you're told no you're still gonna figure out a way to make it happen and i think that's dope as fuck because if you didn't have that energy and that attitude we wouldn't be here today because like oh, i said i was out the door i was i was ready to start spitting game at hannah again because she was in my class and oh i had two God. years till we graduated so but and this story and him becoming obsessed with me again and in love with me again you guys know the rest because it was a few weeks later that he ran away from home. So yeah, that was a crazy ass. Yeah, summer. you guys know how that ends. It ends. And in you me wonder being why pregnant. my mom does <laughs> doesn't like me <laughs> <laughs> or how to how to graduate you for years. Yeah, I think it's starting to die down now. Ten years later, right? Though. Five five kids later, a couple. That's that was my way to get Anthony's parents to like me. Is I just kept having kids. Right, but yeah, it's crazy. The story is one thousand percent true. We didn't even like go in the car. I'm talking like front door was open. I don't think Isaac was in another car either. I think he was standing there waiting, like a few feet away. <laughs> I don't know. Really. <laughs> I'm trying to make sure that that part's not a real thing. But and Isaac was in my class, too. He was graduated. So right. what was he doing hanging out with you still? Yeah, he wasn't on the team anymore. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I've always had good friends. Bro drove me to a game and then went took me to church afterwards. Like did. All the comments, too, were like, why were you talking to his friend? I'm like, if you don't know, if you don't understand, like small, small town, small school, charter school, like vibes, like everyone is like up your butt like you literally can every you know everyone's details you're friends with everyone for years and years and years most of the kids i went to school with had been going to school together since kindergarten yeah like i was the new girl coming in my sophomore year if if i could describe this school high school musical i remember my first day at this school i had gotten in trouble which is the whole reason i ended up at this school and I'm walking through the hallway. There's motherfuckers sitting on the ground playing guitar, singing Kumbaya oh, and Jesus every hymns. day. It was like, like it, that. I literally went to high school, the high school musical. Yeah, that's that was that school. Everybody, it was all about basketball and music and Jesus. <laughs> the whole school and Jesus, and it wasn't even a Christian school, which is so crazy. But yeah, that's yeah, that's that's a wild. Bethany and I have done some wild things. Yeah. Sex in the green belt. You know what's so crazy is like I would just be getting naked everywhere. And I'm like, I was le- a legit pastor's daughter at that time. Like the pastor's daughter. 
just getting naked. Why do you think I like to? All the time. Getting naked in, at the park, getting naked in parking lots. What That story that I, we just told about me stripping down in the parking lot, that was at the Boys and Girls Club. The Boys and Girls Club. I mean, it was after hours, so there was nobody there. But It doesn't matter. That is so wild. A, it was actually that one in Gilbert, on Gilbert and you, you know, Elliot. You know why I don't think anything ever came about that? Because the director of the Boys and Girls Club was my AAU coach. But there's cameras all over. Like, I'm sure it could have been. Well, Listen, I was underage, so hopefully. Oh, we used to have sex in that parking lot the all butt. the time. All the time. Before there's the probably game. dead babies of ours in that parking lot. Damn, why you got to say it like that? Well, you should just be throwing your condoms all over the floor. Yeah, it was kind of reckless. Yeah. Very reckless. Someone could have got that, shoved it up them, and... There could be Garcia babies walking around this world that you don't even know about. Oh, there's definitely Garcia babies walking around this world because of who my biological father is. That's why I'm scared to do a DNA test. I meant yours, but oh my God, you should do a DNA no, test. No, because I don't want to... You already have 20 siblings you know about. Can you imagine if you did a DNA test? I already have a hard enough time trying to make relationships with those siblings. I don't need any more. <laughs> like, I don't. I really don't need any more people. I'm scared to do a DNA test. Why? Oh my God. For Why? Because between my Abba oh, yeah. and my dad and my grandpa Arnie, let's be real. Anyways, that, those are stories for another time. Right. But the TikTok is 1000% true. As a parent, I wish I could say that it wasn't true. But I'm not ashamed. I'm not embarrassed. That just might be one of the stories we don't tell the kids until after they're married. I'm proud. Actually, get broken and harm in here right no, now. I'm gonna tell stop right it. Now. But I think that wraps that up. So reminder. One last time. If you are anywhere near Phoenix, Arizona. Please come see us. What if there's no one there? Oh my God. Nightmare. That was a nightmare I had a few nights ago that we came out onto the stage and there was nobody there. <laughs> but it should be fine. But it's crazy. Right? Like I got this crazy fit plan. I've, I've reached out to local designers. So I got like one of one pieces being made. I'm hyped. Got my nose pierced for the show. Oh, yeah. You got your nose pierced today. Yeah. We didn't even talk about that. I got peer pressure into that. No, you didn't. You yes. wanted it so no, bad. No, I did not. Aunt, you literally said, come over here. Pause. <laughs> Pause. You said, babe, you should get... Because at Bethany's event, there was forever... What is this called? Forever jewelry? Permanent jewelry. Permanent jewelry. And then there was piercings. So I got a permanent bracelet, right? Yeah, we got matching permanent bracelets. And then there's a, there's a piercing thing. And the lady was just over there like by herself. And Bethany's like, you should get a piercing. And I was like... All right, cool. Let me go see. And then I... That's not what peer pressured means. Stop. Stop. Listen, let me get through my story. I get to the board and there's all these words I don't understand. Urethra. Like, I don't no, know. No, that was not a word. Okay. It was like conch, yeah, sternum. I knew nose and lube. Wait, sternum? Lobe. That's not it. Lobe. Stay Wait, what's the thing right here? Septum. Septum. Right. Dath. Yeah. But I knew like lobe and nose. That's all I knew. So I'm like, babe, can you come here and explain? I didn't even know what, what they meant. Are. I had to ask the lady. Right. So we start talking and the lady's like, yeah, come sit on my table. So I sit on the table and she's like showing me all these things on her like in her ear. And I'm like, no, nah, like if I ever got a piercing, like we wouldn't even touch those spots. And she was like, oh, what would you do? And I was like, either my nose or my ears. That was, that's it. Lobes. Right. Earlobes. Right. Earlobes. Right. And I'm like, well, let me see what kind of jewelry you got because, you know, and so she's showing me everything. And I was like, oh, yeah, if, if I were to get a piercing, you know, I'd, no, I'd you get... were like, I like this one. No one peer pressured oh him. Oh, my God. He just wants to say that. So it doesn't seem like he wanted a nose piercing. He wanted it so bad. He's actually been manifesting it for himself for months now. So let me continue my story. Looking at these pieces, I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like if, if I were to get a piercing, it'd be that one. And I'm like, oh, no, actually, that one looks better. So then 
Bethany's like, well, you're already on the table. And she's like, yeah, you're already on the table. So she closes up her box. She pokes the shit out of me. <laughs> no, I consented. Yeah, I got my nose pierced. It, it hurt like a bitch. They were like, oh, it doesn't hurt. No, that shit hurt. I've gotten it pierced twice. I don't think it hurts that bad. You're also volunteering to get major surgery done to your boobs. Like you, you welcome that shit. I don't. Oh, okay. Mr. Michael Myers tattoo. And what was I doing before the tattoo? Crying? No. I went on TikTok. I found this pharmacist and he had this concoction concoction of different medicines and pills that numbs your arm. And what was I doing 30 minutes before my tattoo? Crushing arnica. Cru- right. Crushing pills to numb my arm. Like I don't, I, pain is not something that I welcome, I, welcome, <laughs> tolerate. I don't want no, no pain. I got my ass, but my ass whooped way I too many times. Saying something completely different, I was like, "What the?" <laughs> With fuck? belts and wooden spoons, I don't like pain. I got my nose pierced; it hurt. I like it, I guess. I don't know. It looks hot. Doesn't I love it. it. All right, you, I mean, you look. You have to look at me. So yeah, I really love it. Anyways, buy tickets to our show. You can buy them. The link in my bio. The link in our show notes. And we hope to see you there. And thank you to everybody who purchased, supported, shared. Forever French Baby and Bethany Garcia's collaborative pajama blanket. We are not who we are without you guys. Yes. Plain and simple. Thank you so, guys so much. Forever thankful. Let's turn up at our live show this weekend and have a good time. We will see you next week. Peace. Thank you for hanging out with us. You can catch a new episode of the Garcia Diaries unfiltered every Friday. Make sure to follow so you don't miss any of the action and don't forget to leave a rating and review. You can follow us on social at the Garcia Diaries, at Sir Garcia Diaries, and our podcast page at the Garcia Diaries pod. Talk to you next week. Peace. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.